Thank you. Take your Bible and go back, if you will. Look at the book of, uh, uh, the book of Philippians. You'll have this memorized by the time the end of the day is, where it says in verse 13, chapter 3, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. When we think of New Year's resolutions, we think of people that have resolved in their heart with full uh, capacity of purpose to be able to achieve something that's a marker that they put in their life. Uh, such as in 2019, 30% of the people that made New Year's resolutions was about weight control, diet, or health. That's 30% in America. 15% was about money, debt, and finances. 2019 New Year's resolutions. Uh, 13% was personal improvement. They'll read books or do things in order to gain personal improvement. 12% was about addictions, how they're going to try to overcome some type of an addiction in their life. 5% was about job or career changes. Job or career changes. 5% was about spiritual matters such as attending church or other church-related events, only 5%. 4% education. Uh, people wanted to advance their education, and 4% of Americans uh, in 2019 wanted to do that. Uh, you have people that tried to do this on a more personal level, uh, not uh, looking at that particular survey, but I've heard people say this. They said, I just want to be a better person. I just want to be a better person. There's just things I've got to work on in my life. I just want to be a better person. Some people have said this, I want to practice giving more. Now, they're not necessarily talking about finances. Uh, these particular people that made statements to me during the year was about giving themselves more, helping someone better uh, themselves by them giving of themselves uh, more. Uh, uh, you had people say this to me, uh, I, I want to have a more of a personality. Now, I don't know what they meant by that. I don't know if they meant more of a personality as far as being more flary, being more mm, responsive, being more happy, being more moody. I, I don't know. Somebody said this. Somebody said, I like more leisure time. I like more leisure time. I've heard that several times this year in my office. Another one said this, uh, organizing my personal life at home. I need to work better on organizing my personal life at home. Somebody said this, having a better life in general, having a better life in general. Well, then I know this, that there are people that do have uh, goals uh, that uh, they want to quit smoking or they want to uh, be able to do something better for the Lord and etc. Let me, let me give you a couple of things that you could do uh, as New Year's resolution. You could say this, uh, I want to get I want to forget the past and press forward. That's what Paul was testifying at. I want, to, uh, I want to forget the past and press forward. The past, as I said this morning in lieu of the message, the past can be that which will be your ghost. The past will haunt you. If you're not careful, you will live in the past so much that you won't enjoy the present and you won't definitely look forward to the future. I know people that get hurt. Now stay with me now. I'm going to touch on some tender stuff. But I know people get hurt, 
and they carry that hurt with them all the days of their life and they never get over it and when they die they die as unhappily as they lived all right uh, there has to come a time in your life when you decide that you're gonna get past some things in your life you said my mom and daddy they didn't treat me right okay I understand that all right uh, then why don't you give that to the Lord and why don't you step forward to become a better person but not hold on to that all the days of your life here's what you're doing you're digging your own grave too quickly you will wind up uh, in the hole way too quickly if you don't for, uh, learn to forgive people quickly you say well so and so hurt me now, I, I'm not trying to be mean to you but you live in a real world and you live in a real world of hurt people will hurt you now not just people in the past people in the present and in your future will hurt you somehow or another you're gonna have to develop yourself in such a way that you do not allow hurt to go deeply I think that's what Paul meant where Paul said brother I count not myself as to uh, to apprehended to have apprehended you know Paul went through a lot of things I don't know of too many men that was left uh, in the sea at, uh, to drown I don't know of too many people that was beaten by their own countrymen I don't know of too many people uh, that was left to starve to death. I don't know of too many people that was robbed. I don't know of too many people uh, that suffered to the degrees that he suffered and yet uh, seemingly kept a good attitude. Don't forget, this is the one that sang uh, at midnight uh, while in jail. All right, so may I say this? Uh, there has to come a time when you get past your past. There has to come a time when you forget your past. Now, I realize you can't forget it all, but I'm saying don't let it have a handle on you. Don't let it have a handle on you. Some of you have come from rough backgrounds. I came from a rough background. Don't let that have a handle on you. Don't do that. Don't live in your past because here's what you're doing. You're allowing your past to control uh, the very blessings that you could have right now in your life. All right, statement number two. You could say this. I want to keep my eyes on the Lord starting in 2020. I want to keep my eyes on the Lord. Uh, Psalm 121 verse 1, the Bible says, and of course he says, I will lift up my eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. In uh, Psalm 121 in verse 2, the Bible says, my help cometh from the Lord. Now understand that your help comes from God. Well, you know, I'm relying on so-and-so. So-and-so is not good enough. Uh, the help that you need comes from God. I'll prove it to you. If so-and-so is helping you so much, then why do you mess up every time uh, you're on your own? Apparently, they didn't help deep enough to carry you through your, your own destruction. But God is always there to help you. Instead of succumbing to the temptation, why don't you walk with God and let God help you to overcome the temptation? Uh, I'm saying this tonight. You could say this uh, starting in 2020. I want to keep my eyes on the Lord. In uh, Psalm 121 and verse 2, I'll finish the rest of that verse where he says, My help cometh from the Lord. It says, Which made, listen to it now, heaven and earth. So uh, you're trusting in the one that made it all. Okay, have you ever done this? Have you ever done this? Have you ever been so overwhelmed by circumstances? Uh, you'd be like Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln said, I was often driven to my knees by the force of the surroundings. 
by the force of the surroundings. Now, he said that in the middle of the Civil War. But can I tell you, uh, sometimes you ought to be driven to your knees by the force of your surroundings. Uh, whatever it is that is around you that's causing you not to walk with God, then you ought to sidestep it, overstep it, get away from it, and allow yourself to be able to focus on Him. Uh, here's some things you could do. You could say, I want to forget my past and press forward. You could say, I, I want to keep my eyes on the Lord. You could say this, I want to trust uh, the Lord's way and work. I want to trust the Lord's way. Oh, you know these verses, don't you? Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not into thy own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy... Now what's that talking about? That's talking about trusting in the Lord's ways. Trusting in the Lord's work. Don't trust in the way that you think it should be done. Only trust in the way that he says it should be done. You know, a man left to his own understanding will bring self-destruction. But a man that will understand God's ways will be delivered. All right, so we decide that maybe uh, I want to take and trust in the Lord's way and work. Statement number next, uh, I want to walk in sweet fellowship with the Lord. My wife and I have sweet fellowship. Uh, our daughter Rebecca was in and while she was in uh, and able to spend time with us there was sweet fellowship many of you just like I and my dear wife had your children in maybe even if you're old enough you had your grandchildren in and you spent some Thanksgiving time some Christmas time and you had sweet fellowship all right we ought to have that sweet fellowship with the Lord uh, the Bible reminds us of Noah in Genesis chapter 6 and verse 9 where the Bible says these are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man, perfect in his generations, and Noah walked with God. Now that's called fellowship. You're walking with God. I was, uh, uh, I, I, uh, I told my wife and uh, Rebecca they were uh, wanting to go shopping, and so we went shopping. We did the manly thing and we went shopping. And I said to this, I said to, I said to my dear wife and Rebecca, I said, you know, that, that thing over there that's called uh, Dress Barn is going out of business. It says on the outside, 90% off. I said, if we're going to shop, let's go there. Amen. Now, I was thinking of the manly thing. I'm thinking of uh, money. You know, because I said, you know, if you can buy the same, let's go there first. Because if you can buy the same dress there that you can buy in J.C. Penney and pay 90% less, I'm for it. Amen. They said, no, no, Mike, no, Daddy, we, I want to go into uh, J.C. Penney. So we went in J.C. Penney. Say, <laughs> so what is that? That's being a good husband and a good daddy. So we went in J.C. Penney, but I did not lose my cause. We came out of J.C. Penney. I said, Dress Barn is still there. I said, let's go to Dress Barn. So we went in Dress Barn. They're going out of business. They, they closed nationally. Dress Barn went out of business. I know it's going to make you ladies cry tonight. But they went out of business. On December the 26th, they closed their doors forever. Thank you. Somebody says, oh. <laughs> Yeah, and so anyway, and so we went in Dress Barn, and I said, I heard you're going out of business, and they said, yeah, everything is 80 and 90% off. I said, uh, what else are you selling? 
And they said, well, we're selling a vacuum cleaner. Well, they didn't say they were selling a vacuum cleaner. I asked about the vacuum. They said, we're selling stuff that's over there. I said, that vacuum cleaner for sale? They said, yeah. I said, it's valued at about 120 or so. They had a sticker on it. And I said, I'll tell you what. Uh, I'd already asked them. I said, let me see what you got that I want. So I walked in. I did. I walked into the changing room area, and they had a trash can. It's nice. I said, I want that trash can. They said, sir? I said, you said you're selling everything. I want the trash can. I said, how much will you sell the trash can? I need a trash can for our reception center out here. I'm getting tired of the security team. And they, they bring their drinks in there, and they put them in there, and it fills the trash can up. I said, I'm going to get them one that they can't fill up. I said, I'm thinking of stuff at church. Can you get me the big trash can? And they said, uh, well, sure. I said, how much you want for it? She said, well, take it. I said, well, thank you. That's what men do when we shop. And so, uh, and I said, what else you got? They said, well, we've got stuff around the corner. I said, that vacuum cleaner right there. I said, I'll give you five bucks for it. It's a heavy-duty Panasonic uh, 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 vacuum cleaner. I said, we're, we're redoing our church nurseries. And, and I said, I need some good heavy duty vacuum cleaners. I'll give you five bucks for it. And she said, well, I said, no, five bucks is what I'll give you for it. And she, I said, you're closing the place. Nobody's going to buy the vacuum cleaner. And, 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 and she said, okay, five bucks. I said, uh, do you have another one? She said, well, yeah, we do. I said, I'll tell you what, I want that one too, but I want the same deal. She said, well, it's newer. It's only two years old. I said, doesn't matter to me. Five bucks is the deal. How about five bucks? And she said, I'll tell you what, I'll sell it to you for five bucks if you'll come back and get it tomorrow. I said, okay. And so, well, no, I did go back. I went back the next day. Help me out, honey. And went back the next day and got it for five bucks, right? Was it the next day or that day? Come on, talk to me in the sermon here. You don't remember either? Anyway, I got it for five bucks. But the next day I went back to pick it up. And when I went back to pick it up, I had an idea. Dress Barn is going out of business all over the nation. So I got on the phone and I called the one in Mesquite. That was in Rockwall where I got those two uh, uh, vacuum cleaners. And I called the one in Mesquite. I said, guess what? I'm in Rockwall here at the Dress Barn. They just sold me two of their vacuum cleaners for five bucks. And I think you ought to do the same. Can I come by and pick the vacuum cleaner up and give you five bucks? I need it for the church. They said, well, if they did it, I guess we could too. Now, by the way, if you, if you price these online, they're $388 a piece. And so uh, I, I got an idea. There's another one that's close by. It's out in Terrell. So I called him up at Terrell, and I said, look, I just left the Rockwall one. I just left the Mesquite one. And these good people <laughs> sold me those vacuum cleaners for five bucks a piece. I need them for the church nursery and their own property. I said, now, uh, they did that. I want to know if you'll do it. They said, five bucks. I said, yeah, five bucks. And they even threw in all the bags. And, and, and I, I'm talking about all the, uh, all, all the uh, they, yeah, they gave me a trash can too. But I, I only got that out of one. And, but, uh, but anyway, they said, well, if you come get it, come get it. And we'll sell it to you for five. I got four vacuum cleaners for 20 bucks. Now, now I'll tell you what, that makes me happy. You said, but you had to get them at Dress Barn. I don't care where I got them. I got them for 20 bucks. Now, I'm saying this. I, I'm saying, uh, here's what we understand. You can have sweet fellowship with the Lord and enjoy your Christianity if you're doing stuff for God. I, I don't need those vacuum heavy-duty, four heavy-duty Panasonic vacuum cleaners. I don't need them in my house. 
We don't drop anything heavy on the floor in my house. But these babies, they do all the time. Hey, you want to see something? Brother Prowse, they got this metal thing. It's a, it's, a, it's a magnet on the front of those vacuum cleaners that picks up all the staples as you go so it doesn't go in there and mess it up. I thought, man, that's pretty smart. And I didn't have to pay for that. That was extra. <laughs> now, what am I saying? When you fellowship with the Lord, God gives you ideas to be able to advance the cause of Christ. God gives you ideas to be able to help others. Uh, and it's good fellowshipping with the Lord. You could say this. You could say, here's what I want to do. I want to fellowship with the Lord and be able to walk before God in 2020 more than I did in 2019. Statement number next. You could say, I want to choose the reproach of Christ over the pleasures of this world. You know, the world gives you pleasures. Uh, you know, um, after I got saved, after I got saved, now I didn't, I didn't, I, I never drank liquor per se like that. He didn't stuff like that. But after I got saved, I made some choices that I would never do certain things in my life, and I haven't, I haven't compromised on those things. Now, can I say this to the glory of God? You can have more fun serving Jesus Christ than the having the pleasures of this world. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 25, the Bible says, choosing rather to suffer the affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Now, it doesn't say how long the season will be. Might be a short season, might be a long season. But we know this, that we ought to enjoy serving Christ. Statement number next, you could say this, uh, I want to learn to be more patient in trials. More patient in trials. Uh, I've had some trials, physical trials this year. I don't share much about them, but I had some physical trials this year. You know what God taught me through the physical trials I had this year? Be more patient. Be more patient. Uh, I'm saying this, uh, Philippians chapter 4 and verse 11, the Bible says, uh, not that I speak for respect of want, for he says, I have learned in whatsoever state... That's not talking about state, Texas, Louisiana. No, no. But uh, it's talking about state of being. And whatsoever state I am, therewith to be content. So whatever state of being you find yourself in, learn to be content. Learn to be content with it. Learn to say, okay, God, you're teaching me something through this. Show me what you're teaching me through this. Might be a hardship that you go through physically. Might be a hardship that you're going through mentally. Might be a hardship that you're going to financially might be a hardship that you're going through some other way. God's got something that he's trying to teach you through that hardship. Statement number next, you could say this. Uh, I want to be an encouragement instead of a discouragement to the brethren. I want to be an encouragement instead of a discouragement to the brethren. No, you don't always have to be around somebody and have pooty lip disease. You don't. You don't always have to walk in the room, and when you walk in the room, all the flowers wilt. You don't always have to be that way. You, you can walk in a room and try and help somebody, encourage somebody. By the way, I have found that to be something that's on my personal agenda. Is when I try to walk in, I try to help to lighten up a situation. Most people live in darkness because they choose to pull down the blinds. But the reason they're choosing to pull down the blinds is because they don't want to face the reality that God is the one that could give the victory. You don't have to live in darkness all the days of your life. You can put up the blinds. 
my grandmother, I don't understand, but my grandmother, uh, when I'd go visit her, Jared, she'd always have her curtains closed. And I would say to Myrtle Wagner, uh, who I affectionately called Ma, I said, now, Ma, why you, got the, why, you got the, why you got the curtains closed? It's a beautiful day outside. And she said, well, I just feel like that I need to have them closed because I'm not feeling well. I say, now, the reason you're not feeling well is because you got them closed. So let's do this. Let's open them up, and uh, let's, let's just have a good time, you and me. We'll just have a good time. You want to do that? She said, well, Mike, I don't know if I feel like it. I said, let's try. Let's just try. So many times I'd get home, and my uh, adopted grandmother would call me up, and she would say, that is the most pleasant visit I've ever had. Thank you. So what would you do? I opened up the curtains. I fellowshiped. We sang songs together. She loved checkers. I break out the checkerboard. I say, it's time to play checkers, and I'm going to beat you. <laughs> and she'd say, you can't beat me, you young whippersnapper. I say, you watch it. I'm going to beat you. And then I'd let her win. <laughs> now, now, I'm saying this. I'm saying that uh, be an encouragement to somebody. The Ginger family sang, did a good job. Be an encouragement to somebody. Uh, this morning, uh, uh, there's different ones. That Jonathan sang tonight, did a good job. Different ones that sang this morning, did a good job. You know, uh, Miss Cavanaugh, not feeling all that well, came, played the piano, good job. These fellas pitching in and helping out on the platform, good job. You know, uh, you, you don't always have to look at the negative side of life. By the way, let me help you out, girls. If you're always looking at the negative side of life, you're not going to get a man. Let me help you fellas out. If you're always looking at the negative side of stuff, you're not going to get a girl. She's going to be scared to death of you. She can't walk your chalk line. You keep moving it. Now, I'm saying this. I'm saying, understand, uh, uh, you could say this. You could say, I want to be an encouragement instead of a discouragement to the brethren. You know, you can encourage people that's not even saved. Did you know that? I come across people all the time and chat with them and have a good time with them. I don't even know them. I, I don't even know them. I don't know their name. I don't know where they came from. But I'm just having a good time. In the airport, when I travel by myself, I never sit at a table by myself. Now, I don't do this with my wife. I, I like to sit with her when we travel together. But when I travel by myself and I've got to go to a place to eat or something like that, and they got all these little tables out there, I never sit by myself. I'll go up to a pub. I, I like to find older couples is what I like to do. And I'll say, hey, look, can I sit here with y'all? And they'll say, well, Sure. Now, I did have one time, I did have one time uh, a couple that said, well, there's an empty table over there. You could sit there. And I said, no, I'd rather sit here. <laughs> and they would say, well, come on in then. And I got to know them, and we chatted, had a good time. Had a good time. You say, well, preacher, I don't know if I could do something like that. Well, then don't. Don't. You don't have to become somebody else, but you could become the very best you that you could be. God uses different people different ways. 
And I'll walk into a, a, a place to eat, and I'm passing out tracts all the time. And I, I'll say, man, look, read this. This will change your life forever, sir. And read, no, you don't have to stand up. You're, you're an old man now. You read this, and, 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 and I'll give them a gospel tract, and I'll say, if you ever need any help, we're here. And I pass them out as I'm leaving, I'm leaving the restaurants. You know, there's nothing wrong with doing stuff like that. There's nothing wrong with doing stuff like that. There's nothing wrong with just being friendly and kind to people. You ever do this? You ever go in a restaurant, you see an older couple over there, and they're eating, and you watch, they, they said grace, you know, they prayed. You ever do this? You ever pay for an older couple's meal as you're walking out? Write them a little note. I do it on a track. I write them a little note and say, I saw you when you prayed, and I want to thank you for being good testimony. And I give it to the cashier, and I say, I want to pay for their meal. Give them this when they leave. All right, what is it? That's just being kind to people. Amen. Being kind to people. Uh, buying a police officer, uh, you know, a cup of coffee or something like that. Being kind. I can't wait till we get this Heritage Cafe opened up whereby I can knock a hole in the wall out there. And uh, I, I want to be able to treat all the Mesquite police to coffee uh, when they, uh, Starbucks, uh, you know, all of a sudden changed and said, you know, we're not giving uh, policemen free coffee anymore. All right, fine. You be that way. We will. You know, and when they're out there and they're serving and they're, and they're hot and give them a good place to sit and a good place to drink a cup of coffee and then a, a good fellowship when they come in. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. You look for ways. Come on. When you're around people, you try and lighten up their light a little, uh, life a little bit. And, and don't always be, and I, I'm for it. I'm for everything that we do, and I believe that we're right. I'll never apologize for who we are. But I'm saying that you can help people and love people. Statement number next, you could do this. Uh, well, I said this. I said, I, I, I want to learn to be more patient uh, in my trials. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 11, the Bible says, uh, not that I speak in respect of want, for I've learned uh, that whatsoever state, I said a moment ago, that's not talking about the state you live in. It's talking about the state of your being. He said, I am therefore to be content, therewith to be content. So we're supposed to be content in whatever state that we're in. Statement number next, I said this, that I want to be an encouragement, not a discouragement uh, to people. And I'm talking about people in the church, people around you. Uh, statement number next, think about this if you will. Uh, maybe you could say this, I, I want to remain faithful to the things of God. I want to remain faithful to the things of God. Here in 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 7, I fought a good fight, I've finished my course, I've kept the faith. I want to finish my course. Whatever course has me running, God has me, whatever uh, uh, route that God has me running, whatever course I'm trying to fulfill, I want to be able to fulfill that. I want to be faithful to the cause of Christ. Statement number next, uh, uh, you could say this, I want to study God's Word. You'll be amazed if you start studying God's Word, how God's Word will teach you so much. I'm not talking about reading it, dear folk. I'm talking about studying it. Do a word study. I remember when I was in Bible college, they told me uh, that I had to go down to a certain barber, and they said, you need to tell him you need a college haircut. I went to college. I had long hair, longer than what they would allow, and I said, okay. So I went down to the barber, and I said, they said I need a college haircut in order to get in. I said, so give me their college haircut. Well, then it, it intrigued me. Why would they say that? I thought, man, they're stupid. Why should they care about how long my hair is? That's dumb. 
But I wanted to please the Lord, and it was a Bible college. I figured they probably are going to teach us the Bible, so they probably knew more than I did. So I thought, okay, I'm going to study out. So I took, uh, and it took me about two and a half days. I, we didn't have the computers that we have today and stuff like that. And uh, if, if we had them, I was a college kid. I couldn't afford it. And so, uh, and so I took a concordance, and I went through, and I looked up every single verse in the Bible, both Old and New Testament, where the word hair was mentioned. Every single word. And I, and I looked it up, and I studied what God had to say about hair. It took me a while. And by the time I got done, I had my own convictions about what the Bible taught about hair. Now, now, wait a minute. You know, God, God has something to say about everything. Here's our problem. We don't want to study it out for ourselves. We want to take somebody else's opinion. It would be good for you to open your Bible. That's why I try and get on our young people. I say to our young people, bring your Bible to church. And let me say this to our adults. Bring your Bible to church. You ought not be coming here staring at the preacher. I know he looks good. My wife tells that preacher all the time, you look good. And I appreciate that. But uh, you, you would learn a whole lot more if you bring your Bible. Uh, and the kids that play on their phones all the time while I'm preaching and stuff, parents, if they're playing on their phone, take away their phone. If they don't have enough character to, uh, to put away their phone during preaching time, then you take it from them until they grow up. You say that you shouldn't be saying that. I'll say it again. If they don't have enough character to put it away, then you put it away. You, here's what you ought to do. Until your child can learn to bring their Bible themselves, you ought to make them sit beside you and share your Bible with them. You see, you're talking about the children. Well, I'm talking about college-age kids, too. I'm talking about high school age, too. You know, I'm talking about if you've got a husband that's too lazy and he don't bring his Bible, then you bring your Bible and share it with him. All right? Uh, I, I'm talking about you ought to have that Bible open. How do you know I'm telling you the truth? You say, well, I don't think you're telling me the truth. You don't even have a Bible. How do you know? I'm saying this. I'm saying that you ought to want to study the Bible. Study the Bible. 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15, the Bible says to study to show thyself approved unto God. A workman needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Uh, you ought to want to do that. Now, let me give you one last thing, and I'm done. Uh, you, you, ought, you, you could say this. I want to be found watching for our Lord's return. Yes, amen. Not the undertaker, but the upper taker. Amen. Here's what the Bible says. Mark chapter 13 and verse 35. The Bible says to watch ye therefore, for ye know not uh, when the master of the house cometh at evening, or at midnight, or at the cock crowing in the morning. We, we know not. Mark chapter 13, verse 36, it says, Lest coming suddenly he find you sleeping. Listen to what he says. And what I say unto you, I say unto all, watch. He says, watch. So watch for his coming. Watch for his coming. You want to have fun with something sometime? Go, go sit down beside someone and just say this. Hey, I heard he's coming. Did you hear? I heard he's coming. And so who, who's coming? You didn't hear? I heard he's coming. I, I heard that the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords is coming. Did you hear about that? No, I didn't. Well, let me ask you. Uh, since he's coming, I've made special preparation to be able to meet him. Have you made special preparation in order to meet him? 
Well, no, I haven't. Let me show you what I did to make that special preparation. Shows us right here. It's very easy to show somebody how to be saved then. See, I'm saying this. I'm saying look forward to his coming. Look forward to his coming. He's coming again.